What it do, what it do, we back. It's Friday night. You know how we do in between time from when you're getting off that virtual work or going to that virtual club. We have a little conversation because normally we would be in the car on our way home. We'd be doing something in between this time before because it's Friday night. So if you have first time joining the show, we started this show for some mental health because we was going through a lot during COVID. Thinking like we just needed to talk. I wanted to reach out to people see how they was doing, see how everything was uh, coming along, and we have grown. So go back and watch some of them old shows when I was on my couch, and eventually I'm going to get this green screen to work, and we're going to do some virtual stuff, but right now, you just got to deal with the screen. So today's show, though, is going to be real nice, and I'm going to get into that in a second, but we just had a lot of stuff going on, big election, <laughs> big election, big processes that happened, trying to find out, you know, how everybody was doing. Please chat me. Let me know you there. As always, my producer put your name on the little ticker so we can shout you out as you go. I don't, I'm not going to do a lot of talking because we have a lot of guests today. So you know how I do. I see you back at the last five minutes of the show. But as I was going through this week's process, I was like, let's let's do a divine nine show. Because if you don't know and haven't heard our vice president is a part of the divine nine and the process and the people and the push that got her there. It just, it was amazing because all of our organizations always push some type of reg, uh, getting people out to register to vote information about voting processes, a candidate, whoever it is. And man, we showed out this, this election showed out. The most people ever came out to vote for a candidate, even if you was voting against one or you was voting for one, the most people ever. I am happy to be able to bring uh, my guests on today. They are all part of organizations in somehow, some fashion. I'll let them introduce themselves and they're part of their organization. Have a little fun today. You know we do. This ain't, it's not serious. We have serious conversations, but it ain't serious. We sit back, we lay back, we have a little fun for this hour of the show and we're gonna see how we do this so let's see who was up in here first uh let's let's bring on keisha first so keisha i'll bring keisha in first hey keisha how are you hi brother how are you i am good i am good so thank you once again i know i called you last minute but i knew you always answer the ring every time i call so i appreciate it no problem so tell the people how you met me he have to say something nice, or I'm gonna kick you out the room, <laughs> and then tell the people what part of what organization you are part of. I have met this gentleman ooh, at our illustrious Livingstone College in North Carolina. Um, I met him before he was a part of the Divine Nine, and after he was a part of the Divine Nine, he is just a special brother. We also had the opportunity of working as colleagues at Wilberforce University with the director of housing before I um, became the director of housing at Wilberforce. And we have been great friends and acquaintances. And this is my brethren for the long heart. I am a part of the Zeta Phi Beta Sorority Incorporated. Z Phi. Five. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, now we're gonna bring on who you get it. Do you got since we we work rocking with the blue and white right now? That's oh, we are definitely rocking with okay. Here we go. See, I know we can bring in multiple people at the same time. You done taught me something new today. You always learn something new every week. 
So, uh, Orlando, I'm going to let the ladies go first, and I'll come right back to you, sir, as always. How you doing, Miss Jasmine? How are you today? I'm great. How are you? It's, I appreciate you coming on the show. I know I called you at the final ticker, too, because I had somebody back out on me, and I was like, who can I call? And I got, like always, my good people that I know, they answer the ring, and I appreciate it. So, listen, everybody come on the show have to tell me, tell the people how you met me, say something nice so I kick you out. And then tell the organization, yeah, you got to go if it's nothing nice. And then tell uh, the people in your organization, please. Okay. So um, I'm trying to remember how I met you. I know when I met you. I met you during Livingstone's homecoming. Um, I know I ate something off the plot because I was hungry. Um, I'm not, I did not go to Livingstone, but my best friends did. And um, there's nothing like HBC homecoming. I'm from Arizona. I went to a PWI, so I had no idea what I was in, uh, that I was going to get myself into. Um, but I had a great time um, there. So I am a part of Sigma Gamma Rho Sorority Incorporated. Uh, we just had our founding day yesterday. So I've been teaching all the kids that I teach about Sigma Gamma Rho this week. <laughs> Thank you, ma'am. I appreciate it. And once again, welcome. Uh, thanks for coming on. Mr. Orlando Mitchell, how are you today, sir? I'm well, sir. How are you? I am pretty good. Now, same thing as the ladies. You have to say something extra nice because you can be a little. So tell people how you know me and say something extra nice. Felicia probably don't kick you off, and I'm still mad about this. But go ahead. So how did I meet Booth? I mean, Antoine. Um, so again, Livingstone College. I'm a proud alum of Livingstone College, so I did meet you at Livingstone College. I was a little older, um, so you were um, one of those students from D.C. who you just want to thank God for. Um, <coughs> so, yeah, that's that's how I met you. Um, started off as a little brother, ended up being my fraternity brother, so. I, I, I appreciate it. Um, we'll get into the good stuff later, so. Delegate Nick Charles and how are you, Sarah and Nova and B Jones? Like, I got, I think I had everybody else, but I, I am there. But I'm gonna B Jones, mute yourself for a second. I'm gonna start off with uh Sarah, I'm gonna let her introduce herself, and then I'm gonna go to Nova and I'm gonna come to you, Delegate Charles, and I'm gonna let B Jones do herself on the last. How do I mute it? Okay, well, it, oh. it's certainly nice to be a part of the company of the Livingstone College Blue Bears. I see Orlando, and it's funny, Orlando mentioned you as a little brother, and he's like a little brother to me. So I guess I might be the oldest one on here. <laughs> but uh, I think, Antoine, I know you most through my sister Joy. Joy and Hope were my uh, younger sisters who went there, and I know you too. You mentioned Will before us. And I'm a member of Delta Sigma Theta, Beta Kappa Chapter, Livingstone College, and I'm wearing my 30-year shirt. It's been since 1989. You all must have been in junior high school or something, and I'm happy to be here. <laughs> thank you, Sarah, and thank you for uh, coming on. Listen, when they said your name, I was like, yeah, I'm going to call her. Let, her. let her come on and speak, and I appreciate it. So I'm going to move on to Nova. Nova, how are you today? Hey, I'm pretty good in yourself. Before before we get started, thank good you. For you. Can you hear me, Nova? Yeah. 
So you thank you for your service, Nova. Yep. You're breaking up a little bit, but we'll get you. I'm sorry. Yeah, I hear like every other word from you as well. I'm sorry about that. Um, I met you from okay. the Prince George's County Democratic Central Committee. We worked there together there for about two years, um, serving the community. Prince George's County is blessed. <laughs> and I am a proud, very proud member of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. I came over at UC Chapter, Beta Lambda. And um, I, I think by now you know how proud we are. <laughs> Um, that that's how I met you. <laughs> so, all right, thank you, thank you, thank you, Nova. Uh, Delegate Nick Charles, sir, how are you today? I'm good, brother. I'm good, man. How's everything? Man, everything, everything. Once again, I want to thank you for joining me. When your name came up, I was excited about it, so I'm glad that you was able to join and jump on and talk and and, and embrace all this good stuff we're going to talk about tonight. No doubt, no doubt, man. Yeah, so. You know, we we run in the same circles of the political world, man. So, so you know, that's how we cross paths. And uh, as you can see, with the with the brother that's behind me throwing the good hooks up, and with this sweater I got on, y'all know I'm a member of the Omega Sci-Fi Fraternity Incorporated, where the good bros reside. You know, so uh, but I played at University of DC just like Nova. Uh, so, you know, shout out to my firebird over there. feel like we walked into a whole new world up in here, though, man. All these Livingstone folks up in the house, man. Hey, hey man. Hey, That's how we do it. You know, when you got to call your family, you'd be like, hey, you need some, some people to call. You call your family. So I reached out to my family, Nick, and I, they, they answered the call. So I'm going to move on to my last brother in over here. How you doing, B. Jones? Good afternoon, everybody. Um, first and foremost, it's good to see everybody, especially my big sis, Lakeisha. Love you, sis, always. Big bro, Orlando Ray Mitchell. It's a lot of days I wouldn't have been able to make it without him because I got into a lot of trouble with this Antoine Brown guy that he had to get us out of. I'm just saying. So <laughs> I appreciate you, Ray. <laughs> and and let me not even me. talk about sir. Let me not even talk about Miss Kennard. She is one of the greatest people I've ever met in my life. And the greatness just runs in her family because let's not even talk about her mom. She's the jewel of Livingstone <laughs> College and always will be. And oh, I can say that I, I am a two-time that? alumnus with her mom because I graduated from Coolidge High School and Livingstone oh, right along yeah. with her. So that's good stuff. But um, how I met Antoine... Antoine is actually one of my best friends in the world. I met him freshman week, and um, I never knew that he would end up being my big brother. We were in each other's weddings. That's all you need to know about our relationship. <laughs> it is what it is. And we all know I'm from the greatest organization in the entire world, Five Beta Sigma Fraternity Incorporated, just as long as we know. <laughs> that was a whole lot of best fraternities in the world going on up in here, man. <laughs> that was hey, tough to swallow there, B. I'm so proud of my children. I'm so proud of my children. I'm just so proud. <laughs> but listen, thank y'all for uh, coming on. I, I, either I've walked in a circle with you, I'm personally connected with you, but all of you have a great view on just stuff in general. And what we do here on the show is just we have a conversation. I know this is our Divine Nine show, and I wanted to talk about since we did get uh, our beautiful vice president elected through the things that we're doing, 
Just wanted to talk about to see how you feel if you participated in any any election events. Get out and vote. I know some virtual stuff. Just how that process is. How you felt about the process going on with uh, the election. Just just simple Brian, stuff. Don't like get off, so if you have to go at any time, just just give me a shout in the chat or wave. You can step off and do your thing. So I'm I'm going to start off okay with our elder. I'm gonna start. We got 30 years in the game. We're gonna let you have it. And we're gonna let you start off the conversation, whatever piece you want to start off with. Okay, well, we're talking about the Divine Nine and Kamala Harris, right? You know, to be in a, a black sorority and fraternity, of course, you have to have gone to a college, but that's not where it ends. It ends with public service and it's a commitment for life and there are two organizations that were very involved politically that's the black church and the divine nine and i think we really came together this time to mobilize to get young people i saw orlando marching in a video with the students from winston-salem state just to go get them to vote and that's what we do we make things happen so even when we look through the annals of time, through the civil rights movement from 1906 with the, the alphas at Cornell University, we can see where we as black people got together in the struggle for civil rights, justice, and freedom. And talk to y'all without the mute button being off. So nice. Okay. But but delegate Charles, I'm gonna move over to you because if we're gonna let the deltas go first, I'll let you have the honors of going next. Thanks for letting the cues go second, bro. We appreciate it, man. We appreciate it. You know, this is uh it's it's an amazing time, man. You know, the fact that we 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 are electing, uh, we have elected our first African American uh to be the vice president for it to be a woman from a historically black college from a black sorority. You know, it's an amazing feeling, man. My father actually graduated uh, from Howard with uh, with the senator, our, our future vice president. So, you know, just the connectivity of it all, man, is such an amazing feeling. So, you know, this year, you know, I was a little nervous, man. I was a little nervous because it was just so much going on, man, looking how long it took for these votes to get counted. Man, it's like sweating bullets over here for a little bit, man, trying to make sure that we truly got this thing across the finish line. I knew we were good here in Maryland. I knew we would do what we needed to do. We delivered our state and our votes with a big blue bow on it. But it was so many uh, states across the country, man, that that scared me. That scared me. We're just finding out right now that Georgia has uh, that Joe Biden has won Georgia. How many days has it been since the election? You know, so and we're still they're still counting votes in other states and certifying votes from other states. You know, Pennsylvania is dealing with uh, the legal issues right now. And thankfully, I don't think it's had much of an impact. But it's just the, the, the fact that everybody showed up the way they did, man. It's an amazing time to be a, a, a graduate of an HBCU and to be a black Greek, man. So. You know, thanks for having me on the show too, bro. I appreciate you. Hey, man, no problem. Like I said, thanks for uh, accepting the invitation. Nova, you want to, I know this is your big show for real. So I'm going to let you go ahead and say your piece. Are you still in? She frozen. I'm here. I'm just listening okay. to all the great comments that everybody has um, 
had checked this far because if I had to check the box on all of the above, we definitely for everything that has been shared thus far. Um, I can definitely share the sentiments of my brother Nick. I was sitting on pins and needles all night, election night, the next night after that, pretty much the whole week. Um, but I will say that this um this election and the way we all came together opened up the eyes of many that had begun to lose hope in our democracy. The the positive thoughts that came from everybody. I also saw generational gaps close. I've seen elders sit with young people and really educate them on the importance of voting. Um, and 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 then you would see a sort of glimmer coming in, into the conversation where now that sentiment of I don't want to vote, my vote doesn't matter, um, begin to change around, and they would then in in return share it with their peers or those that they came in contact to, which we didn't see much of before. Um, I also saw, you know, how um, uh, Sister Lakeisha said that the Black church and the Divine Nine came together and we got this thing done. We did, and it also shook the foundations of many that thought that the African-American community was asleep. A lot of people thought that you know, we would just vote just because. But no, we had many causes behind us that pushed mm -hmm. and motivated many. You saw uh, caravans driving throughout the streets. You saw colleges, um, uh, uh, you know, having their marches on their schoolyards. You had community members gathering together with the HOAs and doing, you know, waves on corners and making sure that their communities had signs. This let the opposition know, like, we're not sleeping on this factor and that we need change and we need it now but more importantly we need somebody in the seat that can lead and that can lead a country to a point of healing that we need and and, and we collectively came together um and made that happen we made that happen and and i was i was delighted to see um more so than in any other election that we did it in the fashion that we did it in it showed that we in numbers have strength and we, and we can't be overrun. We came out in huge record record breaking numbers, which which Absolutely. I I'm still excited about. But Ray, I see you nodding your head really strong over there, so I'm gonna let you chime in and go ahead and do your thing. So really, um, what I really wanted to say, just you know, echoing the sentiments of everyone else. I mean, it was a, it was it was a movement. And I think back 25 years ago um, when I joined this great organization. Also 25 years ago, October 15, 1995, we had the largest movement we've had since, to, since civil rights. And that was a Million Man March. So if you think about the historical factors of a movement of a people, that movement, it may have taken us 25 years to get back to what that day meant to so many um, during that Million Man March. And it was a Million Man March where we had a million women backing us. So it was a community. It was the, it was a movement of a culture. It reminded me of that moment on the Washington Mall 25 years ago when we were sitting talking about equality, equity. What does that look like? You know, coming together as a people. And when we come together as a people, we can make a change and we can make a positive change in every community and in the world 
That's exactly what we just did. It may have taken us 25 years, but it's not when it happens, it's how it happens. So what we have to do now is keep the momentum going because we still have a Senate to win. Mm -hmm. um, so it's not over. Um, you know, the president can only do what the president can do, but he, he has to have the cooperation of everybody else. So I understand the whole governmental piece. You know, we have to make sure that we are just as 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 proud and, and, and hungry as we were to get the new president in, into the seat and our beautiful Soror into the seat. We have to make sure that we, we, we give them the tools that they need to make the change for a nation. Do you absolutely right, Jazz? You want to uh, jump in and talk about that a little bit? So, um, I was just going to say um, the effect that this election has had on my students. So, um, I had a couple of students in my NHS work with We All Vote to get students registered at my high school. And it was just amazing to see how passionate they were about making a change. Uh, one of the young ladies got to have a conversation with Conan O'Brien and um, uh, passed, she's still my first lady, but um, Michelle, Michelle Obama. And just to see how our country just wanted a change. You know, I um, have conversations all the time about how, you know, uh, other people are saying, you know, this politician ain't about nothing. This politician ain't about nothing. And I said, you know what? That's fine. But I'll tell you what, I do know we need a change. And <laughs> what cannot happen is for things to stay the same. Uh, we cannot have things stay the same. And the fact that our youth knew that as well was. Well, it was I, I agree, because some of the things that we was hearing in that last election about not getting out and vote was it was kind of disheartening. So, like I said, I'm glad we had a push. But Keisha, I'm going to let you go ahead and then B. Jones, I'm going to come down to you. Keisha, take yourself off of mute. Can you hear me, Keisha? Can you hear me? Okay. okay. My, I'm sorry. My mic was muted. I'm sorry. Yeah, I was so excited just to kind of piggyback on what everybody else said. I was so excited to see, number one, the first VP being an African-American female and also part of the Divine Nine and also part of, you know, just the HBCU um, coalition in general. And then also I'm just Number one, I was saddened because I'm from Alabama and everybody knows that Alabama is a red state, but I was excited for the other states being a history major, graduating in history, to see other states coming together, pulling together to vote in a change because number one, we need a change. It's been time, it's still time and we have to stay woke even though we still have work to do and things to be done, we still got to stay woke. You absolutely right, B. I know you got something to say because you always do. So let me hear it, brother. Well, I'll say this. Um, you, you know, I I still feel like it was poetic justice that it came down to the state of mm -hmm. Georgia because of the way this man treated my illustrious frat brother, John Lewis. I felt like it was poetic justice that it came down to Georgia having him leave his office. And it's just one of those things where 
you know, black people have gone through a lot in our society for a long time. I mean, a long time. And it's like I tell people all the time, you know, you can only do so much with your anger. You got to start doing things with your mind and you got to start doing things and finding ways to make things happen by finding out about who, who can I get to help me. So you got to find out who your political leaders are. Find out who your congressmen are. Find out who your governors are. Find out who your senators are. And if you don't like this politician, change them. You have the power to do that. And and it's like I get so frustrated with all these sideline social media buffs that's telling me about how they feel like their vote doesn't matter and the things that we do don't matter and the things that we say don't matter. And I'm just one person. So why does it make a difference? It makes a big difference. I'm also a former U.S. government teacher. So I told my students all the time, your voice matters. I don't care what you think. If you are 18 years old, you have the ability to say how you feel and vote how you feel in this country. Whether you think it's small or not, you need to do it because you never know when that one vote that you cast can be the difference between somebody being in office that you like and somebody being in office that you don't like. And I was one of those people that said, you know what? If 45 gets back in office and we didn't go out and vote, you know what? We don't have an argument. Because we obviously were okay with what he was doing. We obviously were okay with what all the other people were doing. All the police commissioners, all of the mayors, all of the governors that didn't do what they were supposed to do, we were okay with it. If we would have elected him back in office, we would have been okay with him telling the, these white supremacists, stand back and stand down. And we showed him that we were not okay with that. And that's just what it comes down to. We show him that we were not okay with just not the way he treated just African-Americans, period. We weren't okay with the way he treated African-Americans, Latinos, whites, Mexicans, Canadians, the French, the English. I mean, this man offended everybody, the world. <laughs> right. And everybody, I mean, you've seen it. The whole world was partying because we got him out of there. What does that tell you? Yeah, they was I mean, on they was on the streets. But B, you said yes. something you said something that's important that I'm a I'm a swing to our highest elected official on here. Sorry, delegate, but you are the highest elected <laughs> official on the call right now. So I'm gonna swing it over to you because I know when I'm out campaigning for my public officials, that's one of the things that I hear, and I'm sure you heard it out on the street as we out there. But how how do you feel, you know, in this last process about the how many small counties through the through the cities voted and how do you feel if you are you hearing anything on the streets about how their votes matter or didn't matter all right i'm unmuted you know this uh you know b had brought up some good stuff man as far as uh folks showing up to vote on on the local levels as well and and i know i'm kind of detracting from your, your, your original question but i i really wanted to tie into what b was talking about man as far as the importance of our local elections and, and, and how our counties vote when you go and you look at police brutality and what's happening with reform a lot of that can happen directly within your counties or your municipalities so your mayors your mayors uh, appoint the chief of police for those small little towns. In my district, we have District Heights and Morningside, two small municipalities. Uh, and 
and those police chiefs report to the mayor. And so the mayor has the full oversight. They get uh, they get uh, appointed by the mayor and confirmed by the city or town councils. The same thing goes for the counties. You know, our county executive right now is looking to replace uh, the current police, you know, the police chief who stepped down. So we have an opening. Uh, you know, she's looking to find someone. And once she finds that person, she'll introduce the name to the county council. The county council will have to vote on who that police chief is going to be. And then so within the county council, they have the ability to change the laws in regards to how police operate. And if the counties don't do it, then you have us at the state level uh, where we can put sweeping legislation across the entire state that can impact uh, how police operate in our state, which because we have so many counties within the state of Maryland that won't necessarily make any adjustments, that's why you see you're going to see a lot of legislation come out of the General Assembly this year in regards to the Law Enforcement Bill of Rights, about the use of force practice. There's so many pieces of legislation that's going to be coming out. Uh, but that's why it's important to have the right people that look like you, that think like you, that represent your ideals uh, be in office. And so while we put a lot of emphasis and a lot of focus on the presidential election, which is great, right? Because the morale of this country is generated by the president, right? But when we start talking about the day-to-day -day routine, the day-to-day -day legislation that impacts your, your everyday life, when we start talking about judges that uh, lock our people in our communities up for longer periods of times, when we talk about uh, ordinances that uh, disproportionately impact our communities, when you see uh, county council members allowing more liquor stores to be uh, built in our communities and not enough uh, uh, locations where we can have healthy food options, when we got more fast food shops popping up and we look at our health, all of those things are determined by the local elected official that people don't even pay attention to. And a lot of times our folks have no idea who their county council members are. They don't have any idea who their state legislators are. And, you know, I'll give you a quick stat, man. In my district alone, we have about 119,000 people that I represent, but only about 10,000 folks show up to vote in the primaries. And, uh, and that's sad. And, that, and that's actually what it looks like across the country. So for us to turn out so many people this election, you know, I hope everybody has the same uh, momentum as we move into the next two years. Right. Because, yeah, we got to we, we, we have Joe Biden and we have uh, Senator Kamala Harris and there in the White House uh, in two years. But they need the support. We need to make sure they get the proper senators in there that'll move forward uh, with with directions that we think are beneficial to the country. We need to make sure they have the the proper amount of uh, congressional members to vote the way they we need them to vote. Uh, and here in Maryland, we have a new we have a gubernatorial election coming up in two years, and your state legislators up for re-election in two years. You know uh, your your county council members, your, your state's attorney you know, who determines if we're going to prosecute a rogue police officer or let that officer run the streets and continue to commit egregious crimes against humanity. So we got to make sure we're electing the right people. And thank God I live in a county like Prince George's County 
you know, where we have a prosecutor who's not going to allow with Aisha Brave Boy. We have a uh, uh, a county executive who is about the people with Angela also Brooks. We have a a delegation that's all in may not all be lockstep in an accord, but you know, where a lot of us have the same ideals that we want to change what's happening, uh, what's happening across the country and make sure it's not happening ever again in the history of Prince George's County. I know I kept talking to so many other people. I just kept going on and on and on. Right, you, you okay, delegate? I got kind of wrapped up into it. I forgot I was on the show, but I appreciate. Like, I forgot sometimes. You know, we get these conversations. We gotta realize that we're doing other things. But you, we bring up the point for the last couple Fridays that we talked about it. Like the local election, election is one of the most key points in this all. Like. This is how we get our stuff back. Even when we was going through the George Floyd process, now that we got the president out of there. But Miss Kennard, I'm gonna go back to you and let you speak your mind. And so I know you got to go in a few. So I want you to talk a little bit before you leave. Okay, I'm I'm just curious to know what you might want just, me to hit on. I mean, I think that brother right there just just about wrapped everything up. But I do want to say that. Our organizations are very important and we need to continue to live and work through them to affect change. And I and I and people who are not members of uh black Greek letter sorority and sororities and fraternities, they may not understand the lifetime commitment that we do have to ensure that those who come behind us that we pave a way for them so they can walk in freedom and, and justice. That's and important. Just uh, Jazz, I go up to you and that too, because I, I know it's a lot, it's a lot of non-active members that's in our organization that don't think they still can do the work, right? You know, they're not being financial. I had talked to a, a younger brother a uh, couple weeks ago and I told him, I was like, when you, uh, cross those burning sands, you, you took an oath within yourself. It, the organization's inside of you. So you are continuing doing the work because he was mentoring some kids. And I was like, if you go onto Alpha's website right now and you find mentoring and you look at all the parameters that you're doing that, now go get yourself financial and active and join the chapter and you can do it more, but you're doing that so you live inside. But Jazz, I just wanted to go to you about just what your organization's doing and how they still standing up for the fight. Um, we actually mobilized a lot within ourselves. Like we had a lot of conversations. I have um, a sorority sister here in Beta Omicron Sigma who um, is a, represent a representative on the Black Caucus. Like she's very, they're very involved in politics. I am not so much involved in politics. Um, I'm more on the mentoring part. Um, I just make sure that my children are knowledgeable and I call them my children because, you know, they're under me, are knowledgeable about voting and the importance of voting and senators and on the board. Um, I'm very excited to mentor a young lady, but she is a, I'm sorry, I do not remember what um, your youth group is called, Miss um, Kennard, but um she actually was elected to the um, school board for Charlotte Mecklenburg Schools to speak on behalf of students. And I'm just so proud that she understands that being an advocate for others and speaking for others is so important. Her name is Brianna Fowler, um, and I'm just extremely excited um, for her. But service is first and foremost. And 
serving it, serving by educating, serving by um, picking people up. I had stores say, hey, you need somebody to pick you up to take you to the polls. Um, so just making sure that we keep that commitment within our sorority to make sure that everybody is doing their part um, in the system. Now, I appreciate Yes, you're absolutely right. So Nova, I'm going to go to you because I know you've been rocking the baby to sleep. So you go ahead and uh, come on over here and tell me. I, I, when I met you, I was uh, impressed by your poise. So you still doing the same thing that you did two years ago. So I just wanted to bring it over to you. Well, uh, your question to me would be, what has our sorority well, doing? I, I know what your sorority's doing, or but how can we continue to okay. work? Wow. Okay. Um, I'm I'm a, I'm a person that's for the young people, like our sister said, at, at, you know, just a few minutes ago. Um, and I really believe if we take the message and the, and the importance of what it is we do or what it is we believe in to them, I feel that you are essentially giving the keys to our future to them. And you say our future, we. They are underneath us, but essentially they are the ones that have to carry the torch. So we have to instill in them the necessary tools and keys to make what we look at in everyday lives in our future believable. So I essentially was my grandparents' future and my grand and my mother's future. They instilled in me the necessary skills, the tools and equipment to be effective in these particular areas, such as voting, such as being um, an active member within your community. Um, and so when I go to talk to young people, I let them know like, hey, you know, this is this is what you have to do to be productive in your community. This is what you have to do to be productive and making your voice heard during uh, the elections. This is what you have to do to be productive, you know, in your workplace as you get older your education when you come to those points and to those moments. Not just allowing them to think that just growing up and playing Nintendo games is going to cut it. You have a responsibility, and this is what it is. This is how you apply it. This is why it's necessary for you to do it this way. Um, and so when you, when you give them that responsibility, you allow them to mature and develop in how they affect your future. Because I won't be able to do anything and, and work at 70, 80 years old, but I am giving and believing in them to make the best choices possible because I put the work in them that's going to affect me Max. as a little yeah. old lady, you see? <laughs> and so they can't go back and say nobody taught me. They can't go back and say, you know, nobody led the way for us or gave us the guidance or gave us the information and pointed us in the right direction if you get them when they're young. And you give them, again, that responsibility. And I lay on them heavy. You know, I don't let them think for one moment that you can take such as such things as elections and, and being a positive member in your community lightly. I don't allow it. I don't support it. Um, I let them know that it's a very serious matter. And I, and I think we all do know where that comes from. It's a very serious matter. And, and, I, and I allow them to feel the weight of it so that they yeah. know who they're affecting in the long term. 
And I, I think all of our organizations do some part, especially with our youth. You know, that's key points mm -hmm. to all of us. But hey, hey, B and Keisha, I'm going to go to you two since you're brother and sister on paper. I'm going to put that only on paper, y'all brother and sister. So I'm going to go to you two guys and just, well, I know both of you how y'all both work. So just let the people know how you feel about your organization. I'm going to transfer this over because we're going to, we gonna have a little fun right now because I know we all know that our organizations are the best. But I'm gonna start with you two and tell why the people you why did you join, why they the best? Because I feel like more people need to know that uh, which what we haven't talked about and outside of delegate is all of everybody on this call is successful in their own right and has been striving and getting to accomplishments in their own rights, right? But these organizations played a part in some some of our greatest goals and experiences along the way. So I just wanted you to share some of those for any of my young young people that's listening and why they should join or shouldn't join or any of that good stuff. Did you want to go first, Lakeisha, or did you want me to go first? Which one you want to do? Okay, I'll go. Um, well, for me, the for me the craziest thing is that part Antoine and John Morris are probably the only people who know this. But there's a reason why I waited until my senior year until I was until I played Sigma because I was really conflicted. I'll be honest with you. Um, I loved all the things that the Alphas were doing on my in my in my school, in my community, and I saw all the great things that they were doing, and they were my best friends. So I ended up doing a lot of their, um, I ended up helping them with a lot of their um, community service stuff. So I saw a lot of things that the Alphas did, but in the same fashion, I saw a lot of the things that the Sigmas were doing in the community that were just bringing everybody up and being great people. And the crazy thing is, I was real good friends with two twins, the Barnhart twins. One was the Sigma and one was an Alpha. And both of them were just really great people, would always look out for you, would always be there for you. But Travis got me because he caused me to go to this thing called Brother to Brother. I will never forget it. Um, it was my senior or junior year, and it was led by Dana Merck and um, a couple and a couple other people, Tim Ware and Langston Welch. And, they, and we were friends before. But once I became involved in, in, in Brother to Brother, Dana Merck always made us understand that each and every brother is important and each and every brother has to lead and each and every brother has to look out for somebody else because you never know when you're going to need them. So he would always make everybody talk and brother to brother. He would always make somebody say something and he would always give someone a mentor. And little did I know at the time, he was really being a mentor to me because that's, that is what was bringing me towards that blue light seeing what he was doing in the community, seeing how he was affecting others. And then I did my internship in a high school and some of the people that I met in Brother to Brother, who I just thought were regular people would just come in and help out. They ended up being a guidance counselor that helped me get my, um, that helped me get into the high school that I got into to do my student teaching. And then I was able to help other people. So it was like, that's what got me because I saw how people could help one another. But the greatest thing about Livingstone College is that it was such a small school. And the thing about it is that we all had to work together. So 
as Greeks, we couldn't be all about ourselves. It couldn't just be about, well, I'm an alpha, so I'm going to hang out with the alphas. I'm an AKA, so I'm going to do with the AKAs. If the AKAs did something, guess what? The Sigmas, the alphas, the Kappas, we all had to help. Because that's the only way we can get anything done in our community. And the same thing with the Zetas, the same thing with the Sigmas. And the thing is, yeah. You, you know yeah. you can talk, right? You know you can talk? Yeah. yeah. I just got yeah, one more thing to say. Just say something. I love you. I just got one more thing to say. I, I know you do. Go ahead, B. Jones. <laughs> no, I was going to say, it, I was going to say it was just that unity because I didn't feel like it was just one organization. I felt like every organization was doing great things. So I didn't feel like I could lose if I felt like something was going to be great if I joined any one of them, but one just stood out more than the other. Sorry. You, you, told, you chose the wrong out. path, but we'll talk about that later. Go ahead, Keisha. No, I, no, I didn't. Don't be like Don't that. put you on mute right now, <laughs> I love you. Um, Keisha. Did we lose you? No, she's in And so uh, you gonna lay off my fraternity brother? Or B. We B. Jones, problems. it's an hour show. Like B. Jones, like. But anyway, the reason why can you guys hear me? I feel you like are, we can hear you now. Go for it. Okay. I'm freezing up. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna come back to you so we can. We'll okay. Come back to you. The reason why I joined Zeta Phi Beta Sorority because. They were doing a lot in the community outside of Livingston College. Okay. Right, don't worry. Hold on, Keisha. Hold that thought. I'll come back to you. Miss Kennard, I know you have to uh, get out of here. So in three words or less, because they don't want you to speak. Three words or less, why your organization is the greatest and why people should join your organization. That's what I want to know. You're muted. Uh, yeah. I was just talking. Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated has a history of being dynamic women who are not only, uh, they not only have philanthropic endeavors, but they take time to give back to the community using their time and their talents. They help to mobilize voter registration, uh, housing, uh, putting up in, here in D.C., I mean, they're putting up high-rise apartments for seniors. We are about education, upliftment for young people. We have mentoring programs. There's so much that Deltas do. So I love the organization. I'm a legacy. My mother's a Delta, as you know. And I hope that we can just continue as a group, the Divine Nine, to help uplift our people. I know I've said that about three times tonight, but it's just important that we not look at ourselves as separate entities, that we look at ourselves as a group of people who are trying to work together so we can pave the way for the next generation. Thank you so much. Delegate Charles, I'm going to go to you. Why your organization and why they should join, sir? Because we're the bros. Nah, <laughs> nah, man, but but uh, you know, Omega, man, we are we are definitely just focused on friendship, man. You know, friendship is essential to the soul, 
And that's one of the, the models that we live by, man. And when you're able to do the service that, that everyone's been talking about in regards to, you know, how we want to touch and impact our community, but do that with friends, real friends, you know, it, it's something that, that, that's, uh, no words can actually uh, speak to. It's a feeling. It's a feeling that you just, that if you're looking for love and friendship, you're going to get that in Omega. And uh, if you're looking for folks that are moving in a direction that you're moving into, then that's also another reason to come into Omega. So, you know, I, I didn't tell you, but my grandfather's a beta chapter alpha, you know, but my father, my father chose to uh, break paths, man, and and he plays Omega. And uh, growing up, I had the founders on my wall in my bedroom, you know, as a young kid, man. So I've been you know, trying to lay, I've been trying to lay off, in, but I got pushed down when, when it's my turn. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna oh, let yeah, Jazz go do ahead. her, her thing. We go. Up. I got something for you before we go. Jazz, go ahead. <laughs> So, um, Sigma Gamma Rho is best because we really are sisters. Like, I look at my soul wars as my sisters. We are a sisterhood. Like, that's one thing that we stand for, sisterhood and community service. Those are the two things that you will always see us do. Um, that is what pulled me towards um, Sigma Gamma Rho. That's why I will forever be bleeding blue and gold. Um, I will say that I want to say one thing. I have a husband who is not Greek, who did not go to college, and who did not understand why it was so important for my children to be a part of a youth group of a Greek organization. I had to sit down and explain to him why we are so important in our community and how other than, like Ms. Kendra said, Kennard said, other than the black church, it was us who helped the community and how in this world, if we don't have each other, then we don't have anybody. We have nothing. It's about communication. It's about sisterhood. It's about connection. And I know what my children can learn by being a part of those organizations. So my daughter was a rower. She couldn't do nothing else. Um, and, and my sons um, are a part of the beta club because I, I, there was no way that they could leave their um, elementary school uh lifestyle without being able to know what it looks like to see other black men give other black men teach their dad is in the house it's not about a daddy they need a brother they need an uncle they need a hand and that's what's important thank you ma'am nova i'm gonna uh, end this thing with the first family because that's how we started it so i'm gonna let you go <laughs> first nova okay thank you um, what made me become an AKA was, um, you know, the amount of, well, first of all, on, on a UDC's campus, it's not a very big campus, but it's enough, um, it's big enough for you to recognize people that are constantly doing something. And every, every time I looked around, they were doing something and it wasn't just frivolous work. It was things that were really affecting the community around the university and abroad um and, and i had to ask like who, who are these people that keep coming here collecting coats and keep coming here collecting cans like well, who are they um and then that's when they kind of pulled my coattail of what was going on i said how can i help how can i be a part um 
And then they had uh, many different outreach programs for the young people, which is where my heart lies. And I said, if nothing else, I want to I want to be a part of that work that they're doing. I want to be a part of them. And I, and I really didn't even pay attention to the colors. I, I saw them, but the work is what grabbed my attention, not the colors, not the, uh, you know, the attention from the strolls that was going on. In fact, I didn't even put the strolls together with the same group that had just done this mega-sized coat drive like three days ago. That went out my mind. I just remember this massive group of women coming together with the uh, school community, and they had this outrageous coat drive, and they were taking out bags and bags and bags of coats. I said, I want to do that kind of work right there. I want to be a part of that. Um, and, you know, when the time came, I definitely, you know, put forth the necessary effort to say, hey, I'm going to be a part of, you know, I want to do what you do. Um, and, I, and I really appreciated that. And, and it, was, it affected me, the work, before I knew who really, who they were. Thank you. Brother Orlando Mitchell. Well, you know, I'll be really short and sweet because, you know, you don't have to talk when you do. So um, education, leadership, social justice, and brotherly love. That is who we are. That is what we stand for. Um, we are the school for the better making of men. Um, that is what attracted me to the organization. Um, I love it. Um, I love education. I was a leader before I before I could walk. Um, social justice for everybody um, is what is what my mantra is, and brotherhood. You know, when when you see a brother that that's not doing so well, it's your job to take care of that brother. And it really doesn't matter what color they have on. Um, a brother is a brother is a brother, and that is what I see in my organization. And you know, a lot of times we talk about the first and the finest and the first. That has nothing to do with it. It is about the principles. It's about the integrity. It is about who you see out doing. Um, and that is what has driven me for the last 25 years. And I tell my students all the time, 25 years strong. I have not been inactive. I have been financial the whole 25 years. And I'm also a life member. And I sit on all the seats to make all the decisions for the region and the national board. But I do that because this is my love for the organization, because this organization provided me the opportunity to do what I'm doing now. So that's why I joined the organization. And all the organizations are great. You have to pick what best describes you because it's a lifetime organization. So if you can't see yourself doing what you're doing for life, then maybe and, that's not the organization. With that being said, good people, I'm going to, at the end of the show, I usually do the five minute rant. But before I get to the 55 mark, I'm uh, Delegate Charles, you, you, you have the light inside of you because you watched it so many years. You're still a, a, a man of choice. You get your option. Just know that it's inside your heart because you, your granddaddy did you right first. So that's how you started off. So I'm glad you chose your second choice instead of your first because it wasn't in your heart fully. So appreciate that. And we had this discussion at some dinner when COVID's over and we'll finish this conversation. But Thank you. Thank you, guys. Stick around for a second. Don't go nowhere. Let me take you off screen, but don't go nowhere so I can thank you in the back room and, and without everybody. So stick around for a second. So listen, the five minutes, you know how we do. It's the last five minutes. I wanted to bring that uh, panel together because the Divine Nine is awesome. And if you want paying attention, it's not about the colors. Like we heard it over and over again. What draw people to 
to uh, their organization was the service and who you are and what type of services are you in. It's a lot of uh, negative things that sometimes come stereotype with these type of organizations. But I just want to put people in front of you that's always been doing the work, that steady uh, do the work in their organization, also in their personal life, also in their occupation. This is what we do. This milestone of having our first African-American woman um, from an HBCU in the Divine Nine is a great accomplishment. But the work continues, like uh, Delegate Charles said tonight, the work continues. Make sure you do your work from now to coming up to this local election. Find out who the people that's going to be running as soon as they announce. Go to your board of elections. Look through the list. Do your research early so we can continue to change in our communities. That's what this show is about tonight. Just making sure our communities are changed. And if you are want to get uh, be a part of one of the organizations, they all have websites. Find somebody in the community that's a part of it. We all would love to talk to you about doing the work that you're probably already doing now. You just make sure you pick the black and gold colors first. But that's just my personal opinion. So. You know how to follow me, elected official Antoine Brown on Facebook. This is streamed on Facebook and is streamed on YouTube at Antoine C. Brown. Uh, if you need to reach me, it is acb at vcast.email. I think that's right. I say I always mess it up. There it is, acb at vcast.email. Please send it over. I need topics. I need questions. I need guests. So anybody you need, uh, just let me know so I can send you back. And I've seen everybody in the chat. We was having good conversations. I couldn't really shout out the uh, ticker like I normally do. But thank you all for joining as once. We have one more show next week. We're going to go out with a bang because we're going to take a break because I think we're going to change the platform a little bit, hopefully, or we're going to you know, get our guests under control and all that. But once again, thank my awesome guests tonight, man. Every organization I had, uh, I know we didn't have uh, the Capazone or the Iotas. I couldn't catch my guys. We didn't get back into them in timely manner. So the next time we do this show, I'll make sure I have all representation on the show. All right. So once again, y'all, I see you next week. Final show. Make sure you share this so I can move up a little bit and we can get a little better uh, show going on. And Facebook al al algorithm is doing that thing. Once again, thanks, my guests. Thank you. I'll see you next Friday. Enjoy your Friday night. Remember, wear your mask. We went back down to a different phase, so be safe out in these streets with your hand sanitizer on. I love you. I love you. I love you. I'll see you next week.